the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft. And this is The Dan Proft Show. Welcome to this Friday and final installment of The Dan Proft Show. Yes, final installment. I'll uh, explain that at the end of the show, but this will be... Uh, my last program. I'll continue to do a morning show in Chicago uh, on the Salem station there, AM 560, if you want to catch me there, but uh, no longer the Dan Prof show. Uh, so uh, thank you for the ride. And uh, we got one more here, and I'll have some closing thoughts on the program over the last 14 months at the end of today's edition. Uh, let's get right to it. And uh, that means getting back to New York State. And Governor Party nips there. The plot continues to thicken. His position continues to worsen on both fronts, both with respect to the nursing home scandal, as well as the allegations of sexual harassment uh, after, on the latter score, Charlotte Bennett, one of the governor's accusers, sitting down to do an interview with CBS's Nora O'Donnell. We'll get to her comments momentarily, but I did want to touch upon the Wall Street Journal story that broke last night that the governor's aides top advisors, successfully pushed state health officials to strip a public report of data showing that more nursing home residents had died of COVID-19 than the administration had acknowledged. The July report, which examined the factors that led to the spread of the virus in nursing homes, focused only on residents who died inside the long-term care facilities, leaving out those who had died in hospitals after becoming sick in nursing homes. As a result, the significant undercounting. And so this was a purposeful fraud that was committed. And you can be sure that, I mean, I can't prove this, but I suspect it will turn out. How about that? That uh, this was not uh, just initiative that was taken by Cuomo's top advisors. This was initiative that was taken at the behest of said nipple studs. Yeah. Um, And uh, a reckoning. A reckoning on this because this is the real scandal. And as we'll speak with George, uh, with John Nolte from Breitbart a little bit later in the program, uh, this is not limited to Andrew Cuomo. There are other governors, and it was reported back last year, who gave the same orders and uh, th- th- with respect to returning infected nursing home patients to nursing homes. And uh, there needs to be a circling back to those governors, too, on the other score. We'll get to that topic with John Nolte. On the other score, Miss Bennett, Charlotte Bennett, 25-year-old executive assistant of Andrew Cuomo's, formerly. And uh, remember, Andrew Cuomo said that uh, in his second attempt at an apology, which turned out to be a non-apology, that he never inappropriately touched anyone that he never propositioned anyone. I'm sure he'll also say when he's forced to address the nursing home matter, he never inappropriately touched any report either. Well, 
uh, Charlotte Bennett wasn't buying his non-apology apology. In fact, she characterized it uh, very nicely. I did. It's not an apology. It's not an issue of my feelings. It's an issue of his actions. The fact is that he was sexually harassing me, and he has not apologized for sexually harassing me. And he can't even use my name. Uh, He said he never propositioned anyone. That's what uh, Nipple Rings Gambino said. Uh, Charlotte Bennett says otherwise unequivocally. Governor Cuomo said that he has never propositioned anybody. Do you believe that he was propositioning you? Yes. For what? Sex. Pretty straightforward. If you haven't seen it, you should check out her interview. I find her quite credible, actually, and we'll get into the specifics, specific dates where the relationship between the two soured after it was professional and then it became something where Andrew Cuomo, well, it became, uh, there was a desire on behalf of the governor to make it something other than professional. And um, uh, her perspective, Miss Bennett's, on uh, Cuomo's change in conduct. The pandemic was obviously stressful for all of us, and he was on TV nearly every day talking about it. Make that gown look good. So you think all this national attention may have emboldened him? Absolutely. I think he felt like he was untouchable in a lot of ways. More media reckoning that's due, and I'll get to that as well. Media reckoning due in terms of the governors they're not covering yet as the feeding frenzy continues with respect to Cuomo, as well as uh, the impact of their canonization of him on what he thought he could get away with per what Charlotte Bennett had to say. There's something else, too, and this is perhaps the most disturbing thing that she said as far as I'm concerned. This was um, uh, occurred on May 15th of last year, or at least that was a moment where I guess it reached enough of a point where uh, she started to feel uncomfortable. The, what he would repeat back to her, apparently something that she had told him in confidence, and then he repeated it back. So he goes, you were raped. You were raped. You were raped and abused and assaulted. And then on June 15th. Another key encounter happened on June 5th, when Bennett says she was called into Cuomo's office to take dictation, and he told her to turn off the tape recorder. And then he explains at that point that he is looking for a girlfriend. He's lonely. He's tired. You've just finished dictation, and the governor is telling you he's lonely and looking for a relationship. Yes. He asked if I had trouble enjoying being with someone because of my trauma. The governor asked me if I was sensitive to intimacy. In his office? Yes. During the workday. So May 15th and then June 5th, just to make sure we get the dates right, as you heard, very specific. And um, that, that she tells him something in confidence, whether that was a good idea or not, she did. It's her boss. And then he repeats it back to her. There's something just very dark and weird about that. Why you would repeat back to someone this trauma that they had confided in you about. And, uh, you know, I talked a bit, a bit about this on the morning show I do in Chicago and get female perspectives on this. And, and 
the perspective was he's trying to break her down um, and then get to whether or not she was uh, open to a relationship. And make no mistake about it, that's what he was doing. He asked me if age difference mattered. He also explained that he was fine with anyone over 22. And how old are you? 25. What were you thinking as he's asking you these questions? I thought, he's trying to sleep with me. The governor's trying to sleep with me. And I'm deeply uncomfortable. And I have to get out of this room as soon as possible. And when comes the media reckoning for not only running interference for this sociopath, but turning him into an International Emmy Award winner and best-selling author and saint of the COVID-19 response. Uh, don't uh, take my perspective on it because right, I'm just a, a conservative, so of course I'm disinclined to be charitable to Hansi Anzi Cuomo. How about Ross Barkin over at the Daily Beast, left-wing outlet? Cuomo was always New York's bad guy. Here's why he was finally exposed. And the why is somewhat interesting. Um, politics surrounding it. There's various theories. We've talked about some of them earlier in the week. Um, that's less interesting to me than a focus on making sure that outlets and individuals in the press corps are chastened, disciplined, that there's a reckoning there. This is um, what uh, Mr. Barkin had to say. There's an endemic in contemporary journalism that has been fully exposed by Cuomo debacles. Reporters crave narratives. They seek to arrange facts in such a way that stories can be told. They are taught to do this in journalism schools. Editors push them there, and Twitter seals the deal. In literature, characters have foils. In journalism, which too often takes its cues from the same place, this is also true. If Trump was darkness, someone had to be light. And it was decided that the tough-talking governor from New York who mastered the most rudimentary of presentation techniques, the PowerPoint, must be cast in that role. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair summary of what happened. Uh, he uh, goes on to say, Cuomo was anointed and he happily, greedily played the part. The facts were ignored, dismissed, even hidden. Mass death meant mass fame. Now we're beyond that, finally. And the same e media apparatus that gave us Cuomo the COVID conqueror has decided to amplify all that is wrong with him and introduce Cuomo the consummate creep. It should have happened a lot sooner, right? And there should be consequences for those who prevented it from happening a lot sooner. Professional, at minimum. This is Dan Proft. I'm coming home, baby. I'm on home. Coming home, baby, now. You know I'm waiting here for you. I'm coming home now real soon. You've been gone. Coming home, baby, now. You don't know what I'm going through. I'm coming home. I know I'm overdue. Since you went away. Expect me anything. This is the Dan Proft Show.